Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, where we serve Star Wars queerly. I'm your host, Brian, and you, my friends, are about to listen to a snippet from our latest live stream, Let's Kiki. So, are you ready? Because I'm ready. Let's get into this thing and drink up. Hello there, I'm your host, Brian, with you as always except for this last Wednesday because I had a bit of a car emergency, uh, so I couldn't make it. Thank you to Chase and Emma for stepping up your games and taking care of that. If you're curious what the car emergency was all about, well, you can hear the saga in the last like three, four, maybe five podcasts. So check those out if you so choose. We... By we, I mean Chase and Emma, we're here to talk about the latest episode of The Mandalorian, Chapter 21, The Pirate. Nope, not Hondo, but Shard. Shard, the plant man, who, unless he's fire resistant, doesn't look like he's around. Hmm. Anyways, uh, we had a great time. They had a great time. Talking about all things the episode, what worked for us, what didn't work, where is the show going, is it an ensemble, is it a solo thing, we don't know, is the writing great, is the writing weak, we don't know, we just can't figure it out. However, I will say that Lady Bo-Katan and the Armorer have, um, I think, single-handedly caused a bisexual awakening all across the galaxy because will they won't they who's to say who's to know but we all hope they do anyways i can't wait for you to check this episode out before that though we have to say thank you to our friends over at manscape for sponsoring this very episode let me tell you bo katan she's got some hair that wig might need some trimming not sure if manscape can do it or not but you know what it's done well on my head i use the beard trimmer the hedge trimmer, I use that thing to shave my head. Works just great. Not sure if that's what they wanted us to use it for, but that's what I use it for. That's just how versatile that Manscaped product is. From your beard to your pubes to your nose to your head, we've got you trimmed up everywhere you need to be. <laughs> With that, my friends, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Let's drink up. I said last week, you know, maybe maybe when this show is all online, then it'll be easier to sort of like, you know, when you can binge it and kind of go back and watch it, then it'll make a little bit more sense. Um, so maybe. 
I well, so far that has been the pattern, you know, of like a whole but a whole lot of nothing, and then they then they drop the payload, right? Yes, but what happens when the payload is dropped and there's no like emotional charge to the payload? I you know. know? I'm if- not saying that's how they should be doing. No, it. No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just, I'm just asking the question because yeah, girly, no, you're absolutely right. You're I, uh, totally right. I got a bone. I got a bone that needs that is. I'm picking. I got a bone to pick, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. It's just a little bit. Uh, it's a little goofy. Um, but I'm glad for people who are enjoying it because another take too, and this, and we can kind of move on and kind of get to some of the questions that Brian so generously sent to our text message chat today. But another thing too, that I'm interested to hear your thoughts on is this idea of like, Oh, do you think that, do you think that the armor is actually just out of nowhere opening up the children of the watch to be, um, a more inclusive space of different kinds of Mandalorians. Do you think that's what's happening? I don't think so. And why do you think I that? I think, well, because she's a fanatic. Like, she's a zealot. Right. I'm like, that's not how right. fanatical belief works. Right. But, I mean, I think she's also pragmatic, though. I mean, because she's in, obviously invested in the survival of her community, right? Like, mm-hmm. most of what she's done is been for that reason right and i think that if uniting the mandalorians is what it takes to continue the survival of her community i think that she'll she'll do what she has to do in that context does that make sense it does make sense absolutely where it's like we 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 like i don't I would, think she's gonna like cut off her nose to spite her face you know like you know yes. what i mean Yes, I don't know what that means, but I knew what the thing before that meant. <laughs> Wait, what is Coast cut the nose to save the it's face? Like, it's like to sabotage yourself. Oh, kind of like the killer in Scream 4. I will not say who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it means, like, it means, like, doing, like, it means like doing something dumb, like, just to, like, for, like, a stupid reason. Like, because yeah. you're stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. Um, and something else that I wanted to bring up is Andy brings up that was some spiritual abuse, the whole, you know, do you respect my authority, take off your helmet thing. Um, but also fic writers are going to have a field day, which I'm also here for. And Em, I got to ask you as our femme fic fantal, femme, femme fatale fic, fanfic femme fatale. Got it. Um, I, I, listen, I a ship was born today for me personally. I was like, this is hot. This is, this is giving college party yep the drunk college yes. party vibes in the yes. best way oh the tension was so <clears throat> thick even from the time bo walked down the stairs yes the yes. tension was like yeah absolutely no, it's there and then it's i was there. like and then i, I love like been. the will they won't they because i was like i was like uh, the armor is like i was like is she gonna take off her helmet and then are they gonna kiss like is that what's happening here <laughs> Could you imagine if, okay, I will say I would like literally go get a Mandalorian tattoo dedicated to season three exclusively, which we all know I do not necessarily enjoy if they made those two lesbians. If those, if those two end up together, I will literally get a chest tattoo of both of them. (laughs) One on each baby (laughs) kissing. Like, you don't understand. Like if that's the direction they're going, if they actually did that, I would be the biggest fan of this show. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to happen. Pandering works. Yeah. Truly. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, great. Um, so <laughs> let's see. Ze- oh, what did you think of the Zeb the Zeb reveal? Zeb looked amazing. Yeah. It was so nice to see him and he yeah. looked great. He looked good. And I'm glad yeah. they like still kept like his 
his attraction. I think he's still just as hot as he was in Rebels, which I think is a, a smart move, and I'm grateful yes. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the fanfic writers will have a field day. Yes. New little details to notice on his live-action body. Uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I was also going to ask you what you think of like that kind of a cameo, because I loved that it's like no name he's just in the show like that was i thought it was gorgeous yes it was perfect it was the anti-boba fett sorry guys yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely um buck also says i just want to know where his husband is i would also like to know and like um some um Respectfully, creators have a recent history of queer erasure and i know that Mm. zeb and callus aren't like confirmed queer but like it's a known fact. It has been talked about that that is like highly, highly suggested. So if they shoot that in the, if they like just totally like disregard that, I will be making a video about it. That's what I'll say. Callis is at home in a frilly apron roasting the tip yet. A hundred percent. And Zeb is going to come home to a hot meal like he deserves. I love that. And then he's going to quit the New Republic because he's going to get ahead of it and he's going to know that they're not good guys. Exactly. Okay, I love this for us. Um, we're really good at this. We should. And they're gonna open like a business, like a macrame. Business. No, like yes, like like or like a, like a little like a bakery coffee shop moment with like twenty four hour breakfast. Come on, yes. that's the vibe. Absolutely. That's the vibe. Definitely. <laughs> um, amazing. Okay, so what else was I gonna say? Oh, let's just read the chat really quick. <laughs> Oh, a lot. Of, there's a lot of armor. What do we have a, a ship name for Bo-Katan and the armor? No, but I'll think of one. Think of one because we need one. Um, Al was talking about the armor earlier and saying that I think she wants power. She wants more to join, <gasps> but only to walk the way. There's survival in numbers. What is it? Horned owl. That is like sophisticated ship naming. Like I'm just I I'm like over here just trying to put their names together. <laughs> Horned Owl is incredibly sexually charged and appropriate. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that ship name. Horned Owl. That is go. like the community of shippers. We are horned owls. <laughs> and you better put that online, girl. That's smart. That's a good one. Thank you. That's a very good one. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Um, what else is I going to, Oh, okay. So one of the things Brian wanted us to talk about tonight or kind of asked us about was this, like with everything going on with the new Republic and the, and the story work following along there with Alaya, um, where, where, how are you feeling about those scenes that we've been getting? Oh, I love it. I you love, love it. How, okay, I love right. how evil she is. She's fantastic. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, and, and I love how we're, I love how we're it's 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 one of those things where Star Wars just is what it is. Like there's no second yeah. guessing now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like she's a baddie, she's mm-hmm. undermining what they're trying to do, you know, they're not paying attention. And they're and I agree with Carson Teva. Like, I think there's stuff going on that we don't haven't seen yet. And there's yeah. connections that are going to be made this season that we haven't made. I mean, especially with the final scene. Yeah. What did you, what did you make of that? Because I didn't like put all the pieces together. Like I have no theories. I'm just like, Oh, that's a gag. I think it's someone framing the Mandalorians. Okay. See that, that is, yes, I get that. 
I think it's a frame job. Maybe Thrawn. I don't know. Or do you think, okay, so I think our options are either that or it's another Mandalorian sect who is working with the Empire or a Mandalorian sect that wanted like revenge and just like to take Moff Gideon and like mess with him, I guess. Well, that's another thing because I mean, Moff Gideon also has wielded the Darksaber. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Great. You know, I mean, and have we really explored how Mandalorians feel about non-Mandalorians wielding the Darksaber? That's a good question. I don't think we have really explored that. I mean, I think the assumption, general assumption should be it's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've I've been liking a lot of like the Aliyah Kane stuff. I will say I'm not gonna lie, you know, I'm not a I'm not a Miss Gina fan, but what? Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. No, that's okay. No, I just said Liam is correct that there were many Mandalorians and Rebels that were Imperial aligned. Right. Right. And that's kind of what I was getting to is this idea of like, maybe maybe there's just like a sect of Mandalorians that are still with the Empire, which would be interesting. And I think would add to like the Civil War vibes that we might be getting in the Mandalorian. I know someone put that in the chat earlier. And it does feel like there's, um, there's again, I don't really know where to look, but yeah, I, I could see that happening. Um, I was just going to say that I like the... Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say, honestly. <clears throat> um, I was going to say something about Aliyah Kane. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of Miss Gina, Gina, but I do wish we had that show still because I do think that everything would s sing a little bit brighter and louder if it could have its own, its own lanes and its own times and its own scripts to kind of get things done. Um, but yes, yes, I do like that kind of that journey and i love seeing where the new republic's at and i love i agree i think that there's going to be a really fun hopefully coming together of all these like little things that are happening across the galaxy that are actually all connected um what else what else M? is there anything else you wanted to talk about i mean i have nothing to i've I'm not the person to be hosting this show tonight. I just, it's not my <laughs> no, show. You're doing it's, so well. No, I, oh, I don't, I, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not even like insecure about how I'm doing. I just am like, I don't have anything to say about this show, really. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, and not in a bad it. way. I'm just like, it's not my show. It's just not my thing. You know what I mean? I don't want to be negative. It's like, I can sit here and talk shit all day, but I don't want to do <laughs> any questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. The armor's fight scene was out of this world. Like, I love okay. how she literally yes. fights with a hammer and tongs. I'm like, yes. It is so badass. It's, it's like, so badass. And it reminds me of like any slasher film scene in a kitchen. Like it's just using your utensils. And it's so, <laughs> it is so hot. It's just so sexy. And it's so like, she just really plays with them. You know what I mean? And that last one, she really took a moment before she smacked him over the balcony. She was like, you're going to look at me and now I'm going to throw you off this balcony. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. It was great. Great choreography. Like I was so there for it. Okay. Um, is, is it also me? Is it just me? Or is that, is that like that? Like one pirate um, vein? Is he yes. like kind of hot? Oh yeah, of course he is. Okay. Okay. I just had to make sure. Cause like I felt a <laughs> stir it, today I'm and I was like, this is just vein. Cause I know that's a great reference. It's a great reference and he's hot. And I'm glad we can all talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, thank you for the love of my glasses. Um, yeah, Crystal has been... By the way, if I'm sure everyone here has seen Crystal Crystal's YouTube channel, which is amazing. But yeah, Crystal says that she's been feeling similarly and, and it's hard to kind of make videos about it. And yeah, the Bitter Betty vibes are, are interesting to navigate as a fan of anything. It is hard. It is hard to sort of like feel like something that you love is just a different vibe. You know, that's a hard thing to get with. Um, so I relate to that. Buck is being Buck and saying, do we know that Gideon is an Amando? Well, that's an interesting point. No way. Yeah, I don't, but the, there's nothing in the text to support that. Yeah, but there's also nothing in the text to support anything that has happened this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buck is asking about what we mean by the Vane reference. Um, it's uh, Charles Vane, a famous pirate who was also in Black Sails and figured very prominently. So, and was Which like I still a. Never seen. Yeah. <laughs> I still What's need that? to watch it. Which one? I said I still haven't seen. I haven't I still haven't seen the show. Like I've heard so much about it, but I I just have to sit down and watch it. It is one of the finest pieces of storytelling that has ever been put on television. Damn. Okay. No one's talked about it like that. I do really. Need to watch no this. one's talked about the. About no, it that I know. Way? Like Andy. Andy's a big fan. I know. I know. I don't know, but I just no one said that. Those words. The things words that this words. show has to say about stories, how we tell them, why we tell them, what they mean to us. Mm. Like it's so profound and meaningful. Mm. The most important thing that you have to remember when you watch the show is that there's a story in classical Greek mythology okay. where Odysseus is told that he'll know he was he's home when he carries his oar so far in land that it becomes a shovel. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. And when you get there, you'll understand. <laughs> and then I'll get a and then I'll get a tattoo where it looks like a shovel but also kind of an oar. Yes. Oh my, <laughs> I'm sure there's many of do those. That. Absolutely um, do that. Well, I'm I'm definitely hungry for good television these days. Um so maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> That was you shade. will not was regret shade. it. It also right. has one of the best theme songs I've ever heard on television. Okay, Slay. We love a good theme. Um, oh, I was also going to ask you about... Um, oh, I don't remember these things. I don't remember these things. I can't. I it's can't. okay. Here, do you um, want me to pull up the question? Yeah, I mean, there's one thing that Brian wanted to sort of like put out in the chat about like queerness and everything, but I, I'm like... We can talk about we can talk about queer like reading queer coded things in media. Um, I think that's important. I think that's cool. Obviously, I've done it a lot and I do it a lot. I find myself less inclined to do it these days, and I think because I'm just kind of at a point where I'm like, okay, gay people are in it or they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a little bit harder for me to talk about maybe the queerness that is around between like characters like even like Pershing and um and Alaya and it's like I just like I'm like well unless they're gay I don't really think I want to like give a show credit for being queer does that make sense yes I'm kind I of do. in that point we're now. all, we're all tired I'm so tired girl I'm tired of like being like oh yeah Mandalorian is like queer it's like well it's not queer girl seasons one and two were kind of queer but um it's just one of those things where I don't feel comfortable queer like reading queerness into media if there's no queers. 
Yeah. I'm in no, like my anti face. Can you tell? <laughs> I'm just in like, I'm just in like a very, um, I'm in my, I think I'm just, I think, I don't know. My Saturn is, I'm in my Saturn return and I'm getting, I'm just, I'm in a place where I'm like a little bit more political and critical in a good way. I think it's a slay and I love that for me, but that's kind of where I'm coming from with the queerness. No, that's, I think a lot of people echo that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, where is it? Al just said, they just said, I can love my subtext all I want, but at some point they've got to actually have explicit rep. Yeah. It's yeah. true. And not it, feels it, like, <laughs> it feels like sub, we should have left subtext like in the 90s and early 2000s where it belonged. I want that about on a bumper sticker. I want you to write that down and I want to put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> we should have left subtext in the 90s. Yeah, it's true though. You I know? Agree. Like after Buffy, no more subtext. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree. You know? I do know. I do know. And also, it's also one of those things where it's like no more subtext because A, we should have explicit representation at this point. But also B, like audiences these days don't even really care for subtext. Do you know what I mean? People, the the way I think the the flavor profile of audiences these days is a lot of information um, it, to very specific information, you know what I mean? Like people don't really even crave subtext in that way anymore. It's true. I think people are, I think we're in an era now where people are more hungry for stories that are explicit, but like also exploring themes and exploring emotions that mm-hmm. haven't really been portrayed culturally. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 for example, another show that I'm a completely insane fan about, Sensate. Like, the oh, way that yeah. Sensate talked, so like we have the way that Black Sales talked about story, which is not something we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. We have the way, oh, Our Flag Means Death, the way yes. that it talked about queerness and people's internal lives of reconciling with their queerness and their relationships with themselves. Um, that is also something that we haven't, that we haven't really seen before. And I think that that was yeah. something that captured people's imaginations. And, and then again, Andor, like Andor explicitly exploring these political and yeah. sort of like very blatantly socialist positions, you know, like the fact that like, yeah. even like Andy Circus made his, his uh character a hardcore trade union trade unionist like you know amazing i i and i feel like the reason why so many of these stories hit us so hard is because we're craving those types of explorations of the human experience a hundred percent a hundred percent it's like we've kind of in our stories we've already kind of plucked the low-hanging fruit that's a good way to put it. Us, you know, and yeah. now we're sort of now the audiences are ready for sort of more complex and challenging storytelling about yeah. like the intimate experience of being human and about like the struggle to be authentic, which mm-hmm. you know isn't something that's always been presented to us in movies and television. Yeah, I agree, and I think that like 
Well, first and foremost, the one example in Andor that really made me think of that is like this idea of like Vel and Cinta. It is queer. It is like it is it is explicit queer representation. But like what what they do is it's not just like it's not just like lesbians in space. It's like one of them comes from a lot of money and like hasn't really lost a lot. And the other person lost their entire family and comes from a totally different socioeconomic background. And the fight means something totally different to her. And the way that they value their fight versus their relationship is like something that is like so subtle and and like and is like and is talked about a few times it's not a major plot point but it's so powerful and it's so yes. nuanced and that's more class struggle in media yeah. please oh class i mean that's in some of the best indie films and some um you know, non-indie releases have been very much focused on that triangle of sadness, the menu. Mm -hmm. A lot mm -hmm. of movies have been exploring this. There's definitely like a curiosity and also like sort of like a hankering for that kind of that kind of intersectionality um, yeah. with the focus on class. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I kind of I think back and I don't I don't mean I don't mean to bring this up to to criticize, but I'm, I'm curious with Mandalorian what your thoughts are on this, because I almost feel like seasons one and two won the most, um, but one and two were pretty like general, like coloring kids, coloring book, coloring pages where they're like blocked and they're simple kind of like big colors, but the, but there's something to it that like you can read yourself into it and you can like find your own like stimulation, your own path through those journeys. And I feel like that's just not really here in season three. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I, I completely, I think that that's absolutely what's happening. You know, yeah. I mean, if you remember, like, I mean, the, you know, uh, you know, like the round tables that I did with Brian, like that yes. brought me into the pig milk family, like, you know, just the, the depth of emotion that we were able to share and the way yeah. that we were able to talk about, Issues that were both very personal, but also universal mm -hmm. and relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that real, truly good storytelling lends itself to those kinds of discussions. And I think it's a testament to, you know, the themes and the way that those themes were explored, you know, in the first season of Mandalorian that, you know, that those really fulfilling and profound discussions were able to come out of it right yeah a hundred percent and it's kind of like it's kind of like well you know as we talk about the the hunger for a little bit more like complex um deeper richer more layered nuanced stories like there is that and but you can also have you know super simple stories as long as they're kind of like written in a way where like self insert is enriching, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think that's kind of where theme comes in, right? Like that's yeah, how think, theme yes. functions in the in yeah. the story. And I feel like we're sort of aimless with the like, what is the theme? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yes. And like, I know we'll get there, but I hope it has an emotional punch with it. You know. I think I that's agree. my fear. I agree. Um, let's see. Um, Dioclin, 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 um, season three feels like a large ensemble piece where seasons one and two were almost exclusively about Mando and Grogu. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just wish that like, 
the large ensemble pieces i mean it's just like it's like any it's not even mando like mandalorian the mandalorian's fault in terms of like a tele like it's fault as a show it's just sort of when you do bring out ensemble pieces they have to be balanced and they have to be done in a way where like you know if there's two people in the ensemble that are on coruscant we can't necessarily spend 45 minutes with them and leave other ensemble members like underdeveloped or undercooked you know what i mean it's yeah it's a hard thing having a large ensemble piece and it's a hard thing to get right and honestly respect respect for them for taking that swing for me it's not hitting for some people it is but i I, regardless of if it hits or not i think it's a i think it's a bold swing to sort of switch it into us an ensemble piece and i'm back thank you chase and emma once again for saving the day. I love that last little bit about Cell and Vinta. Um, Cinta? Vel and Cinta. God, I need to watch the Pandora again. <laughs> Vel and Cinta. Uh, two amazing lesbians out there in space. I think I need to do a video just on them and why they're so important and how that whole story was done with absolute perfection. So thank you for touching on that a little bit here, Chase. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you back on Wednesday where I'm going to talk The Mandalorian and The Incredible, but also frustrating season finale of season two of The Bad Batch. It was so good. In spite of what they may be doing, but we'll get to that on Wednesday, but I loved it. Look forward to talking to you all about that. In the meantime, you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter and Instagram. Until then, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful start of the week, and let's drink up. Bye, 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 bye,